0: You're listening to the podcast of Father Billy Daniel. I am an Episcopal priest serving in Church of the Ascension in Knoxville, Tennessee. This podcast features sermons, reflections, and occasional conversations to help you deepen your spiritual life. To learn more about me or to get connected, please visit fatherbillydaniel.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. This homily was preached in Church of the Ascension by Bishop Prince-Singh on Sunday, August the 14th, 2022.
1: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. we see Just a little while ago, someone asked me how long my sermon was going to be. (laughs) I said 12 minutes, so I just ask you to pretend that it was 12 minutes when I finish. (laughs) My name is Prince Singh, and I have the privilege of being with you as a friend of Billy and Amanda and the family. I still get a kick out of introducing myself as the bishop formerly known as Prince. I am extremely grateful to your good Bishop, Brian, for his hospitality in inviting me here, to Sylvia and Jan Peters for their genuine hospitality and their radiant witness to beauty and love as perhaps best embodied of ascension. (laughs) Sylvia, was repeatedly saying that joy is jumping off the walls in Ascension. What a beautiful way to describe a house of prayer. I am personally very grateful to Billy and Amanda for inviting me to encourage them as they take their habitation among you, the saints of Ascension. I had the privilege of serving as Billy's bishop and got to know and live with them, along with Wiles and Ada, have become very fond of them. And so this is a a treat for me to be here. I now serve as the Bishop Provisional in East and West Michigan, and I bring you greetings from the siblings there. Hope in interdependence is our only hope. I want to begin with words that are aspirational about interdependence, penned by one of my favorite poets, Rabindranath Tagore. As we stand on the eve of India's 75th Independence Day, these words ring true for the world. Where the mind is without fear and the head is held high, where knowledge is free, where the world has not been broken up into fragments, by narrow domestic walls, where words come out from the depth of truth, where tireless striving stretches its arms towards perfection, where the clear stream of reason has not lost its way into the dreary desert sand of dead habit, where the mind is led forward by thee into ever-widening thought and action, into that heaven of freedom, my Father, let my country awake." Tagore wrote this in 1912, many decades before India became independent. And these words, I believe, strike a chord across the world because it's an aspiration and hope in interdependence is our only hope. So let me, on this wonderful day of a new beginning, together as Ascension, remind you of a few things that you already know about interdependence. The first is that we have a cosmic identity in God. At baptism, we are marked as Christ's own forever. The Apostle Paul reminds us in Galatians, because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, So you are no longer a slave but a child, and if a child, then also an heir through God. All of us, equally. Remembering who we are is the most significant part of being faithful as interdependent siblings. In the words of Sweet Honey in the Rock, we are mothers of courage, fathers of time, daughters of dust, sons of great vision. We are sisters of mercy, brothers of love, lovers of life and the builders of nations. We are seekers of truth, keepers of faith, makers of peace, wisdom of ages. We are our grandmother's prayers. We are our grandfather's dreamings. We are the breath of the ancestors and we are the spirit of God. For each child that's born, A morning star rises and sings to the universe who we are. Let us never forget that we are siblings in God, our mother and our father. The second reminder I want to bring up to you is that God's cosmic fruitfulness is a strategy. Isaiah's wisdom goes like this, for as the earth brings forth its shoots, as the garden causes what is sown in it, the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. I have been wrestling and trying to differentiate between bearing fruit and being productive. Productivity has been a part of our history across the world. And in the United States, when Jim Crow economy, for instance, was quite efficient as far as economic bottom lines were concerned, we were quite productive. But we were wanting with regard to our moral bottom line. And we are learning more and more about what this means. As followers of Jesus, fruitfulness, I believe, is about allowing the life force of God to shine through every moment of every day among all of creation. Bearing fruit is our stewardship of this life. God invites each of us individually to do our part in lifting our weight take up your cross daily is a command not a suggestion to do our part of spiritual soul searching we can if we do this identify every day false prophets who thrive when they spin falsehoods into truths. This is heavy work. And that's why it's not just a bishop's responsibility or the priest's responsibility or the deacon's responsibility, but the responsibility of all the people of God. We are all responsible in stewarding this incredible invitation to bear fruit. Finally, I want to remind you of God's voluntary recycling strategy. Mary's Magnificat is a prayer for this new creation. My soul magnifies the Lord. How wonderful it is that we can magnify what is good and perhaps play down what's not so good. We all have the opportunity to do that in our lives. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Now is the season of grace when all of us, with means of various kinds, can give it away voluntarily, even as Christ has modeled this way of love, and has done it willingly. We read about this in Philippians chapter 6. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, assuming human likeness, And being found in appearance as a human, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So here's my warning to you, my saints, at ascension. Watch out for a spirit of suspicion. Watch out for a spirit of suspicion because some time ago in our journey, we added an essential tool to our analysis toolkits. It became called affectionately as the hermeneutic of suspicion. We taught it in our seminaries and other places of formation about the chronic disease of exploitation and about how we needed to pay attention, to be vigilant and recognize exploitation in all its manifestations. We studied our history and saw the truth behind this realization. So it is a good tool. Hear me on this. It is a good tool. However, we did not know that this tool has limited use and that all of life is not about exploitation. We are in a place where we suspect everybody. That's not good. We don't build community. We don't build trust when we are constantly suspicious of everybody. To a person with a hammer, everything is a nail. That's a problem. Again, Philippians 6 reminds us Do nothing from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourself. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. And so, my beloved, as you stand in a threshold of Engaging God's future, with Billy as your leader among you, and from whom I've heard quite a lot of energy about possibility. I've heard of the center for spirituality and learning, spiritus nox, breathing under the oak tree, mindful meditation, book studies, alternative services for the community, seminary for the city, what a great concept, leadership development programs, newcomer and confirmation programs as leadership development, Acts 2.42, Agape fellowships. I asked Billy before coming here, what's been his greatest joy? And he didn't hesitate when he said, working with a team of colleagues. That has been a joy. None of us can do this by ourselves. We're not meant to. Billy went on to say, I love going to work. I hope that continues to remain true. (laughs) Flushing things out, developing and sustaining leaders, that feeds him. And as you know, he's very smart. Too smart sometimes for his own good. (laughs) But Billy will help you figure things out. It's going to take many of you to get involved in the many creative things that he notices, and eventually you will begin to notice. Because at the end of the day, there are more things that need exploration and creative curiosity than we give credit to. Your possibilities are immense, 65 years after your prayerful founding. Billy will be your catalyst if you prayerfully live into being servant leaders who take your identity in God seriously. I pray that together you will practice your stewardship of fruitfulness for righteousness and praise by recycling all that is good among you to make your beloved community genuine here and now in Knoxville. You are the bridge of interdependence. It takes sacrificial love to be a bridge. When I was younger, I used to think very romanticized notions, if you will, of bridge building. And then I realized that Building bridges or being a bridge means that people will walk all over you. (laughs) And that's why it is a sacrificial, sacramental act of love. Without bridges, we only have suspicion. And suspicion is not a strategy for hope. My beloved, this is my final word for you. And it comes from your namesake. Ascension is the feast of the ultimate cosmic game of tag. When Jesus said, I'm out of here, tag, you're it. (laughs) Amen.
0: For listening to this podcast. Remember to subscribe. And if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in Church of the Ascension, visit knoxvilleascension.org.